guys life has been busy but we're back with another beautiful episode and this time we have a, a wonderful professional with us guys like she's not apart from the fact that she's a nurse and a midwife she's also a very funny person like i love her like i'm sure some of you already know her but if you don't you're going to get on it today and she has like the best banter ever but We'll get to that but yeah if you're new here this is new mom diaries and on here we share real life experiences with myself and other new moms and professionals like midwife doctors psychologists who specialize in this area so we're here with another beautiful um episode so with no further ado i'm just going to add our beautiful guest of the day so we can just make sure we get in enough content so please if you know any of your friends that are yet to be moms Anyone that's pregnant, about to have a baby, just had a baby, go and share this. It's on my story. Go share it with them. Tell them to join because you definitely will be taking something away from this. So I'm just going to invite our lovely guest of the day and we proceed. Two seconds, guys. I hope everyone's doing well and having a fun. So yeah, we're just gonna wait for her to join and oh, there she is. <laughs> you know, I wasn't sure if I knew I've never been on Instagram live in my life. <laughs> so I'll take that. I, I, I'm happy because I'm the first person bringing you out. I'm sure you're welcome. Would be happy to see your face. So yes, I'm excited. I got first dibs. <laughs> How are you doing? How are you doing today? How are you? Good, good. Surviving. I have a migraine, but nobody can see that, right? Sorry. <laughs> So, we try we have to be here today i'm sure a lot of people have been looking forward as soon as i put that up people are messaging me like oh a midwife a nurse You're like oh i oh. must watch this one so i'm very very happy that we're doing this today so no migraine was going to stop me from coming here today so no. yeah so guys if you're new here this is new mom diaries and on here we share real life experiences so from myself and all the beautiful moms i bring on here and also the professionals so i've had doctors psychologists i've had gynecologists so this is a first of its kind we're having a beautiful elizabeth here with us who's a nurse and a midwife and we're just going to be touching on every beautiful thing that has to do with pregnancy and um delivery so i'm not going to waste much time so can you just introduce yourself to our audience of the day and for those who are going to watch this later on okay so hi everyone my name is elizabeth I'm a nurse and a midwife, but currently I just work as a midwife. Um, here and there I do some nursing, but mostly midwifery. And uh, that's what, what, what else did I say? <laughs> well, um, I've been a nurse for, I think like four going on five years. And I've been a midwife going on two years, I believe. I'm not mistaken, but yeah. That's good. That's good. So no, no, no experience or knowledge is lost, really. Even if you've been doing this for a few months, mm. kudos, because it's not an easy, it's not mm. an easy job. So um, definitely kudos to you. And so, yeah, we're just going to get into it, guys. So um, I'm just going to put it out there, guys. We're going to have time for questions. OK, you can start using like the question um, option below to start sending them in if you have any or you can just put pop them in the chat but we'll get to them as much as we can or fast as we can but we're just going to get through some basic questions i think most people tend to ask or at least 
most people will probably want an answer to and they will just take it from there all right so the first question really is just going to be so what advice and oh guys before we do this elizabeth is going to touch more on that but i just want you guys to know that whatever we discuss here it's just us and this is just she's giving us from her knowledge and her experience but please she's not representing her company or her office or anything or any chest in any way so please um if you take just learn take what you can from this and learn from it's left for you to decide if you want to use it but it's just something that i feel will have um help someone out there okay so the first question is going to be what advice would you give to um a first time or someone who's just trying to have a child for the first time like what do you think apart from the usual yes try and make the baby <laughs> but like what would you add advice like from your experience like oh what like is there anything that you should be doing or just to aid the process of having it um getting pregnant so um from my experience they always get by the time they get to me they're already pregnant <laughs> so, <laughs> i know when it comes to knowledge on fertility and how to you know, enhanced facility, mm. I'm not that knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah. Because by the time they see me, they're well into their second The baby's already there. <laughs> the baby's already there. But I do know that one thing that people have spoken about is using, like, um, an app that tells you when you're ovulating. So, for example, I use the Flow app just for my periods. Yeah. But I know that the Flow app tells me when I'm ovulating or when I'm going to ovulate, and when there's a high chance of being pregnant, and when there's a low chance of being pregnant. So I think one, because it, it can't hurt, one thing is um, using those kind of apps and trying to plan your sex life around those times when yeah. you know that you're at the peak of your like fertility. Um, I had a, a lady that said she used something like core temperatures, that when your temperature's really high, you're more fertile. I don't yeah. know if <laughs> that, but that's what yeah. contraception. So whatever you can use for contraception, you can also use to see how fertile you are. Yeah. Actually, I'm not that knowledgeable on how to get pregnant. <laughs> I just, I'm more knowledgeable on what to do when you are pregnant. But well, well, that, that's, that's expected anyways. I think for, you, for the app one, yes, that's something that I use too. Um, it does help a lot. <laughs> um, really depends. For some people, they probably just, some people just get pregnant. They don't even plan it. Some people actually plan for me, my experience, like I said, I always use myself as an example. Yeah. I, I planned it. I, I mm. knew that, okay, now it's time to have a baby. I wasn't, mm. just, I wasn't ready to just have any surprise gift mm. <laughs> come, come to me. So, but yeah, that, those um, apps really help. And yeah, just I would just say be in a very good mental space, really. Because that, that, that in itself is a very important thing. Because if you're not in the right mental space, mm. it, yeah, I would advise it. But yeah, what works for everyone, really. So let's get into where you give us more answers so um when a lady finds out that she's pregnant so it depends i know some people actually find out late like mm. you know, or when they're fagging four months or maybe six weeks they don't even know they're lucky i think those are the lucky ones where you probably escape all the hassle of first trimester but for those people who actually find out like in the early stages and stuff when would you advise from your experience that they should um book in for an appointment to see a, a nurse or a midwife to get the ball rolling medically because some i know some people that i know of someone who said she did not she, she knew she was pregnant but she didn't see any reason why she was going to go to the hospital until much later or closer to when she had to get her appointment done and i'm like <laughs> that doesn't just sound right mm -hmm. so what would you um say that sh should actually be done what i would advise is um before 10 weeks a lot of the tests that we do even blood tests yeah. 
try and catch anything ideally before 10 weeks yeah and then we can always tell okay this is what we see this is what we saw this is what we saw this is what we saw um anything after 10 weeks we actually have to write on your notes that you're a late booker yeah and that just increases you know everything in this side of the world anything we add is just says you're more at risk of this you're more at risk of yeah this. yeah so when we don't know what your whole journey is like we have to tread carefully because we're like we didn't catch you at the beginning of your pregnancy yeah so anything after 10 weeks we actually class as a late booker whether you knew whether you didn't know you're down as this is a late booker and when they when we discuss birth plan which i'm sure we're going to discuss of course <laughs> late bookers we don't necessarily put them down um as a low risk birth we don't put them in the birth senses because were blind like we don't know what your scans were yeah. we don't know what you were doing and we have a scan that we do very early on to check any abnormalities anything like that once yeah. you, we can do we can do scans after but you catch it in time you know and then Where, at those stages yeah ages and then whatever we need to prescribe so we need to give you aspirin whatever we need to give you we can start giving it to you early, early. and it's actually not legal <laughs> To not in this country it's not legal to not um see your midwife or have some sort of care yeah neglect um so definitely book your pregnancies and try and book them before 10 weeks some women truth, truth be told i've had ladies that did not know they were pregnant yeah it happens that one fine but that you know you're pregnant just book it it's easy Exactly, it's not gonna take it because when I had that conversation, I know she she wasn't really like a hospital. She was one of those people that's like, oh, I'm never gonna give birth. She was already she already made up her mind she was gonna have a baby at home. She's like one of those anti-hospital people. But I was like, yeah, it's I totally get that. But at mm. the same time, you want to just at least go in for your checkup on time. Run just yeah. test, you know. Nobody's gonna stop you from having your child in your house. But mm. you know, just make sure you're okay up until the time you had to actually have to have the child. But yeah, it's a good thing that you did point out. For me, I knew that you had to book it, but I didn't even know that there was like a mark of 10 there's weeks. There's well, I, I found out I was pregnant eight weeks. Nice. Did I say, no, did I say, sorry, two weeks. <laughs> what was I saying? No, it was, I was like two weeks gone, not eight weeks. What am I saying? Two weeks gone, actually, but I was dragging my feet. But then it was just like, someone was like, well, what are you waiting for? Just go and do it. But yeah, now I know that, so. It's exactly online mine. as well, by the way. It's online. Oh, oh. Just fill out a form and then they'll call you for your... For oh, like yeah, yeah. I did that. I filled the form online too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, guys, now you know that. So, please try to do that before your 10 weeks just to make sure you and baby are okay. So, um, so how soon should a mom start taking um, prenatal vitamins? Because I know some people... I did in my case. I took... I started taking like the... I don't know what they call those ones, but the one you take before you actually... When you're trying to get pregnant... Yeah. So I, I was taking those when I remember anyways, but um, for what, what would you say? Like, she's, is there any advice time to start taking it or you just take it as soon as you find out you're pregnant? Or is this something that has to be taken? Because <laughs> some people don't feel, like, seriously, it, it, you might find it weird, but I know people that might be like, well, I don't think I have to, as long as I'm eating right and stuff, I don't need to take any vitamins. Yeah. So what, what would you say medically it's like the right thing to do? But I know that the NHS only, um, I think they only mentioned pregnant care. They're yeah, they, they mentioned it, but they won't give it to you. They'll just, even if they give you anything, they'll probably give you like the vitamins. pregnant care is expensive. Yeah, it is. Let, let's put it out there. <laughs> yeah, but they're the only ones that I think have like an established research that 
Yeah. That's not to say any other vitamins don't work. But mm-hmm. I think the only one that we're even allowed to offer, like to say to women, take is pregnant yeah. Um <sighs> This is my opinion. Okay. I would take vitamins throughout the, my pregnancy when I am pregnant. Um, research behind how effective it is, that's another story. Mm-hmm. But I think things, as long as it doesn't harm your baby, a lot of things that we do is always, you might as well, since it's not going to harm, since it can only help. But I don't know how effective the research behind Prednocare is. I haven't really gone through them. But yeah. I don't think that even, even without being pregnant, Without being pregnant, I take vitamins. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. to boost you up. Immune and stuff, yeah. A lot of times they'll do blood tests throughout your whole pregnancy. And then if you ever, like, have... If you're low on iron or anything like that, we'll give you our own prescriptions anyway. Yeah. yeah. So those are the most important ones. So if someone was pregnant and generally couldn't afford vitamins, it's not for you to now start panicking because when we do our blood tests, whatever we're worried about, we will give that to you for prescribe free. Prescribe that, yeah. We'll prescribe, yeah. prescribe that for free. You can get that for free. Yeah. So it's not it's not really a be all and end all. It's if you can just do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That, that I I would I would accept that. For me personally, I did take it. Like I said, I was even taking. Over, <laughs> don't call me over savvy. Mm. <laughs> I was taking it before, and then once I found out, I started taking, it and it was just go to. And I think when I actually registered my first appointment, again, you know how you guys give that file mm-hmm. like you're pregnant. There was actually like a free one in it one of the pregnant so just to let you know oh this is what we want so as soon as i saw that i was like okay i'm on the right track they give and... it to us they give it to us for free by the way because they uh... want to promote themselves because they know that once they put it in the pack yeah people the... want to continue yeah. oh that makes sense now hey it's all marketing but they, they are even without you guys giving i think it's they're one of the few people that i know that once you type it on there it literally comes up as like the first yeah at least one of the first five yeah so i'll say it's it's good especially it did help me um, because I had low iron right mm. from I think they found out when I was like three months it was really bad because I was extreme yeah with pregnancy comes like this whole tiredness and stuff but I was extremely fatigued like it was crazy like if I walk from here downstairs I'll be panting like I went to the farm <laughs> so what's going on so yeah I, I had to take that but taking those vitamins did help so a certain level but mine was really low that I was still prescribed like extra iron Mm. on the side to still take so yeah i would say to which is on but if you can take and if you can't afford to please do um and then um oh yeah i've noticed that a few people have come in while we're talking so if you're new here this is new mom diaries we talk about everything pregnancy delivery after pregnancy i bring on moms og moms new moms mom to be and professionals like our beautiful elizabeth that we have here today <laughs> just to touch on different topics guys because we don't know um who might need some of this information that we're putting out there um and i think we've had we've had we have two questions um abigail crown will definitely come i'll definitely definitely come to that question i think we'll sort that up now before we go forward so i don't miss that but yeah if you're new here you can catch up on the previous um episode on my page but this is what we're doing today so thank you for tuning in and the question that abigail i'm just gonna let's just do this so it doesn't get missing in the comments so do people with sickle cell anemia who are already on 5-MG folic acid need to take their folic acid dosage increased during pregnancy? So I, I know that um, women with sickle cell have their own pathway for pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So you probably will have like 
consultant-led care or like any like so yeah. you, there's two ways you can have a midwifery-led care or you could have consultant-led care so that means you see a doctor throughout your pregnancy mm -hmm. they're going to be more like on job with your bloods and whatever you need they'll give to you so mm -hmm. from what i've seen it's going to increase just because you're carrying an extra exactly you need to even women with no sickle cell have to go on some these iron tablets yeah. and folic acid tablets so it's in most cases it does get increased but i don't want to speak about dosing because every woman is different it's different definitely but for sure i know that it's under a specific kind of care and then we even have like midwives that specialize in that area so like it's not something to be like, too concerned about they will check your bloods regularly because you get your bloods checked regularly anyway yeah. yeah so that will just increase as it goes okay happy girl crown i hope um elizabeth has been able to answer your question and like i said guys if you do have any questions please feel free to put that in in the comments and you can also use the um, question tag uh below to pop in your questions so we're just going to go through um the questions i have and then we'll start going through other questions guys so feel free please there's no, no stupid no question is a stupid question okay even if it doesn't have anything pregnancy delivery please feel free to use this this is free free um medical <laughs> care right here guys <laughs> so yeah so um what recommendations would you or what would you recommend for like discomforts that come with pregnancy so i know there are a whole lot of them but let's start with like the basic ones that they say in quotes happens in first trimester for example morning sickness because that thing should not be called morning sickness first of all and i believe that that should not they should not just say it's for first trimester it literally happens at any time but so things like that what would you say um what would you say like um could help with such situations so i know with morning sickness um small meals yeah rather than a large meal helps um most of the time stay hydrated don't get me wrong, you need to eat, but food, water's the more important part for, mm -hmm. for your body. So take small portions and um, just try and drink as much as you can. The time for you to start getting worried is if you can't hold anything down. You can't hold water down. You can't hold food down. Yeah. Then you need to come and see us in the hospital. What I would say is, I remember there was a lady that came one time to triage which is like our maternity a and e yeah she came in <laughs> sorry she came in and she was like oh my gosh i vomited and i was just like oh okay, okay okay like how many times have you vomited like today she's like just the once and i was like sorry <laughs> and she's like just the once and i was like did you come in because you vomited once? And she said, yes. Like, she's never vomited in her life. I said, have you ever been pregnant in your life? She said, no, it's my first pregnancy. So I, this is just to give the disclaimer that <laughs> you don't go to hospital because you vomited. It happens. It's just yeah. thing Because of course, when you're pregnant, there's a hormone called HCG. That hormone is, like, the bread and butter for your baby to grow in a healthy way. However, that bread and butter is the it will make you vomit, it will make you sick, it will make it's that hormone is what makes you feel terrible. Yeah. But you have to put it in your mind that that feeling of terribleness is what's making your baby 
Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a good thing, but it's a bad thing. And that you grow, have stress, all that good yeah. stuff. So it's normal to vomit throughout the pregnancy. The reason why it reduces, ideally, is because that HCG is needed mostly in your first trimester, which is why morning sickness is so common uh, in the first trimester. Okay. But you don't need to go to the hospital because you vomited once. <laughs> That day I was like, I was so confused. But no, what you, when you need to be worried, because truth be told, sickness can be so bad because if you vomit so much, you lose your fluids. And when you yeah. lose your fluids, you lose your electrolytes. Yeah. And electrolytes that keep your heart beating in a, in a normal rhythm. So yeah. it, can go, it can go left. Can go, yeah, exactly. You can start having ketones. You can, like, I've had women with morning sickness that it is bad. So, not to say that don't go to the hospital if you keep vomiting, but you don't need to go to the hospital if you vomited once. Just once. <laughs> that was a special like, case. Ah! <laughs> I, I don't even want to imagine what that lady will be like when she's actually in labor. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> we said, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's her first pregnancy. So, it let, was let's excuse it her was. for that. Because, really, I might be laughing now, but I'm sure there's some really ridiculous things. And for me, in my case, I probably would have been like that lady that would run to the hospital, but my sister is a guy, I told you, she's a gynecologist and midwifery and all that. So literally her phone was like, every minute she already knows, I have to hold my phone because my sister's going to call me. So probably I was, I probably wasn't like her, but I had that opportunity and mm. people don't really have that. So let's, let's, let's not blame her, you know, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, um, I don't know. I can't think on top of my head of any other thing, but that's a very good explanation for um morning sickness because that tends to be like the main thing that a lot of people at least the most common one not a lot of people have it bad but some people i know say that they couldn't keep anything down like you said when you were pregnant and you definitely would need to go in for some fluids in the hospital yeah. so it's good that you've actually like um put more lights on that so thank you guys guys run me my check in my dms so, <laughs> this, is, this is free this is free ad here so um next question which we kind of like touched on was um how important is having a best plan so this one uh, in most of the episodes i've had we have actually touched on it um here and there some people are for it and some people are just like eh. and some people that were for it realize that it's just for formality because when that time comes sis you're not going to use it like some people do don't get me wrong I, i'm sure you i shouldn't be telling you that but in your experience and what you've seen like i'm sure you've seen different kind of situations in your work life but what <laughs> i know <laughs> guys you should actually go on her page they're like some very nice stories it's funny but yeah these are real life situations and it just gives you an insight to what this whole pregnancy and delivery is is a beautiful thing trust me it has its ugly side but yeah, there's, there's lots and lots of banter in it, especially when it comes to the delivery side of things. But I'll get to that. You'll probably share one of the stories with us soon. But uh, what would you say? Do you, would you say at the top of your head that, yeah, you should have a birth plan or not? Yes. Yes, have a birth plan. <sighs> yeah, no, no, it's a funny one because most birth plans aren't followed. Um... Even sometimes, if I, I work in labourwood, so a lot of times, one one when a woman rushes in, you know, sometimes you don't have the time to follow that. Yeah. But the thing is, the reason why birth plans aren't followed is because sometimes I feel like women aren't educated enough on things. Mm -hmm. While while I will say, okay, have a birth plan. What I do want to say is, be open minded. 
I find that women that come in and are ready to say no to everything, in my experience, that's when nonsense happens because you're, you're, as in, I don't even know how to explain it because there's no scientific reason for that. But I've just noticed that women that are just like, no, 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 no. That's the ones that we are rushing up and down, grabbing these instruments, doing all, it just, I don't know why. <laughs> so the reason why I would say have a birth plan is because this is like a very beautiful, what should be a very beautiful moment. Mm -hmm. So why not plan for it? Yeah. Plan what you would want, what you wouldn't want. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes if it was me, I don't work in the community and birth plans are done in the community. Yeah. To grade some things like what is your no, I don't want and what is your I could I could work yeah. and make things more flexible. Because when I was in the community, I kind of made it clear to mommy that some women some woman would be like, No, no epidural, no epidural, um, I heard what it does to your back. <laughs> they're the first ones to grab that they're the first ones to grab that epidural <laughs> so it's those ones where definitely have a birth plan yeah just be open-minded be open-minded i've seen birth plans followed yeah and it's beautiful like i had this lady um she wanted candles she wanted um dimmed lights she wanted like not many people in her room and she wanted, like, she didn't want certain words used, like pain, all that kind of good stuff. Very awushka. And I'm not awushka <laughs> midwife. But it was nice for me to experience that. Like, yeah. It was a learning experience for me because I'm not used to that. I'm used to, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm used to. But I wasn't used to that. So it was nice to see that a woman that knew what she wanted and was able to accomplish, it's beautiful. Yeah. So just for her alone, just watching her experience alone, I would always advise a birth plan. Yeah. Whether it's followed is another thing. Yeah. It's like not you said, it's, it's good that you actually did say that. I think that's the best way to put it. Have one, but be open-minded that it might not be followed because things change. Emergencies happen. Like, mm. for my personal experience, I went in there with, yes, I had a bed plan. It was followed to a certain level, but then when things started going left in terms of, like, heartbeat dropping, things like that, it's like, girl, that's out of the window. You're going in for a CS. Like, nobody yeah. would some people actually opt in for cs from the beginning yeah. but that was like a no for me it's like now nah, i'm not doing that yeah. like it even took like 30 minutes for me to actually be like i had to call everybody <laughs> should mm -hmm. i do it should i not do it you know mm -hmm. so let's have an open mind because i feel like when you you're you have this oh bet plans a certain expectation you set yourself up for disappointment and that's not the kind of frame of mind you want to be in labor is hard as it is already delivery is hard you don't want to be in under panic or stress that would affect your baby or yourself so yeah that's i think that's the best way to put it and, Just, yeah sorry to cut you off and this is oh, no. crazy i had a lady that if she followed her birth plan yeah her baby would have died no way no how and i'm so blunt like i'm so in in the labor room i'm the kind of babe that because I, I do massages, I'll be rubbing your back. We'll do the lights. Wait, wait what hospital? Sorry, we'll link up <laughs> on my next baby. <laughs> we'll dim the lights. We'll, we'll do the whole stuff. I, yeah. I good, calm birth. When it comes to telling you the truth, yeah. I told the lady, if you follow this thing to the T, mark my words, your baby's not making it. It's the truth. Because you come in, certain birth plans are made for if there's no other issues. Mm -hmm. 
when issues creep in, we use our common sense, we okay. use our brain yeah. to trust a birth plan. And I remember that, that situation with that woman. That's why I never say where I work, cause, so I can be free to tell of all these course, people. Of course, of um, course. I remember this woman, it was actually a very traumatic experience, even for me, <laughs> as a midwife. As in, I remember having to be debriefed by like the consultant midwives and all that. Because I said to myself, what did I just experience? Because the lady, because a lot of women watch, go on the internet, uh, read bullshit. Oh, let me not even swear on your, on your <laughs> head. Read nonsense and come in because one lady that's had eight kids told them that it's safe and they come in with the Hawushka vibes of, I don't want this, I don't want that, I don't want this, I don't want that. That stuff, if there's anything that upsets me as a midwife, it is that. Because that lady that I looked after, I remember the baby lifeless in my hand. That baby was lifeless because of a birth plan that made no sense. So some birth plans are nonsense. I, I don't, I, and the reason why I'm free to say this is because this is my own opinion. This is not yeah, of course. represented the NHS. Some, some birth plans are nonsense. They're not safe. They're stupid. So, but the thing is, what I would make clear is you are free to choose whatever you want to do. Because that woman made, in my opinion, dangerous, dangerous decisions. Dangerous. But you can. And as a midwife, the reason why I even needed to be debriefed is because as a midwife, you have to kind of let your opinion go. You have to say it and say, yeah. why this is not safe. This is what our guidelines say. This is the risk of this. This is the risk of this. But after saying all of that, I still have to be as supportive as I can be. Even as I have to support her in that stupidity. Yeah. In my opinion. But because it's my opinion, I have to kind of just hold my mouth shut. Yeah. But it's so difficult because as a, I'm a midwife, but I'm a human being. And I'm supportive in what I know. Mm -hmm. If I'm listening to a baby's heartbeat and I'm hearing it go lower and lower and there's nothing I can do, that thing isn't easy. So even as a midwife, I've met, in my opinion, and I say this because people, sometimes they see pregnancy and they, they, they see it as, oh, oh, oh. In life, there are stupid people. <laughs> so in life, there are stupid pregnant women. That is, that is it. People, because people see pregnancy as a, it changes the whole world. If somebody was stupid before pregnancy, they can be pregnant and still be stupid. Yeah, I'm not even trying to sugarcoat or because mm -hmm. or this, you meet stupid people, and the thing is, the law, the law, funny enough, thank God, when the baby was delivered, the law changes, meaning we have to now look after the baby. Yeah, it's not really about what she wants anymore. Because yeah. the baby's heart wasn't beating, we're pumping, doing all the good stuff. This woman was still asking. <laughs> <laughs> When we're pumping this baby's heart, this woman was still telling us, um, ask me before you do anything. Huh? <laughs> uh, I was, but you know what the thing is? You, there's nothing I can do in that situation. Yeah, I, it's, it's I, what it is. And it's like really annoying. But once someone has capacity, meaning they can make, they know what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Like I can say, like I said to her that there's a risk of your baby dying. And she says, she, she can repeat back to me that, okay, there's a risk of my baby dying, but I still don't want it. I have to follow it. Yeah. So, like, birth plans, yes, I get it, but please, once things creep in, birth plans need to be adjusted to, to suit you in that new, like... Yeah, with what, this situation, because it's not... 
as much as we can write a plan, delivery yeah. is not no one yeah. can tell you what is going to happen, you know. Yeah. And it's just something like um soothing birth, I think. Yeah. Yeah, she's been popping some really yeah, nice yeah, yeah. um pointers there, guys. As you said, open minded is really important. I say this in my antenatal program all the time. See, so she's even we yeah, should, yeah. We should talk. We should talk, honey. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's this is that, that's that's it really. Have a plan. Do whatever. Like you just mentioned about um, epidural, and this one said, "Oh my, but I, I heard that." Mm -hmm. And when I got in there, they were giving me gas and air, and I'm like, "Bro, what is this?" Mm -hmm. And they're like, "No, we should try." I said, "No, give me epidural." <laughs> and they were like, yeah. Are you? I said, "Give me." Is my yeah. choice, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Because you you can't really be saying. I, I know I've had stuff, but I feel like. That only happens, I feel it's because it wasn't administered right. I don't think it's, oh, every time that someone uses it, they have, uh, for my experience, mm. I, I had it. It mm. was the best decision I made. Mm. And I'm not having any back pain. Mm. So I feel like it's all in your mind. Yes. Mm. And that's one of the reasons why I started this mom, new mom diary. Mm -hmm. It's things like this. It's a good thing for you to watch things online, look at other people's story, Google stuff, which I feel like Google is not really your friend when it comes to typing stuff because it's like you're setting yourself up for disappointment mm -hmm. and sadness and whatever. But that's one of the things I, I wanted to have real life experiences, like talk mm -hmm. to people and so that people can actually go back to these videos and you might just find someone that literally went through the same thing with you mm -hmm. and you can pick from that because I feel like mm -hmm. it's much more realistic mm -hmm. because people will put all their videos, like you said, on, in, on YouTube and there, they was like, oh, this happened. They were playing Barry White or playing Beyonce. <laughs> I was giving me like, girl, let, this is a real one. That's not going to happen. But, you know, it's what it is. People will always be people that are expecting to have flower and roses on the floor. Why do you even but, but it's, you know, as you said, st stupid pregnant people. <laughs> I can't bless her heart. I'm, I'm happy she was okay and her baby was fine. So it's what it is. But guys, if you do have any questions, we're getting to that point. I can see we have uh three questions or two questions already so if you do have any please this is the time just feel free to put it in there or just pop it in the comments and we'll definitely get to those questions but as elizabeth said please have you can have one definitely have one but please keep an open mind so um you kind of touched on my next question this is just going to be now you just giving us your advice and uh, your experiences okay mm -hmm. so what would you say like in your experience so far would you say, okay, no, this, let me break it out because it's a very large question. So the first one is, so far as being a nurse and being a midwife, I know you, you will definitely come across really beautiful times and you will come across really sad times because you mm. can't tell me that every mm. delivery you've been to ended in a very good way. Mm. So would you say that, so two questions, that's now the two questions that are coming from that statement would be, one, have you ever questioned your line of work in terms of maybe when you experience something really sad like because obviously like you said you're a human being even if it's you it's just like doctors or people that do surgeries they have times where maybe the patients never make it out and you're really sad so have you ever has that ever like brought you to the point of like oh my god do i really want to do this that's one and then two in those beautiful experiences and those sad experiences what were the things that you would say probably went wrong or right that people should that you would advise people to take from because like i said everyone's delivery or um process is different and things happen okay but what advice would you give in those scenarios that you think okay if you have a friend or someone that you just see that is pregnant asks you a question what would you say so i don't know maybe you want to take this one before the last one <laughs> first one was have i ever questioned my line of work like this yes because of maybe 
some not beautiful, like maybe the not outcome. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. All the time. We, every week at work, I question if I want to stay in this job. Because there's always somebody. Yeah. <laughs> no, do you know what it is? Um, I, thank God, tend to have very beautiful experiences. Um, yeah. And one of my little tricks as a midwife is when we have our handover, we have like a list of women. Mm -hmm. And I try to pick them at the beginning. Maybe they're one centimetre, two centimetre, three centimetre. Because yeah. that way you can really build... Rapport along the way, yeah. Try and make it how would be the most pleasant. But mm -hmm. I've had very unpleasant moments. I've had um, births that ended up like maybe quite traumatic births. And you know, it's always traumatic for the moms. Like I give it to them; they're the ones that have experienced it. It's also traumatic for you as a professional, yeah. trying to comfort a woman in a situation that you know even you would not be able to be comforted. Yeah. So, like, for example, if women come in, I remember this, oh, my God, it was so traumatic. Trigger warning, please, like, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I remember there was one time, there was this lady that came in and um, just bleeding everywhere. And then there was, the, there was, they didn't speak any English, any English. Oh and that's, that always makes things so much, like, scarier because no one knows what's happening you know um so i remember the guy was carrying a bag like and we thought you know maybe like, you know, when they deliver at home they bring to the center yeah like you okay where's the baby this 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 the man's screaming something and mm -hmm. the, it was the baby in the bag and i remember it being such a traumatic experience for the mum yeah the midwives that were at the station because mm -hmm. what's a guy doing with oh, a baby in her bag the baby died, obviously she had miscarried at home and he put the baby in, in the Sainsbury's back so days like that yeah I really never I, I always don't want to be a midwife on days like that because in my mind I'm just like no other job will put me through that trauma and like I, I wouldn't go through that trauma if I wasn't a midwife because it the, the it becomes a point of unraveling the bag, you know, all that. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh and obviously, God. no one thought for that. Like, you know, they panicked, they didn't know what to do, all that kind of stuff. And it's traumatic. So, when I have scary moments like that, I don't want to be a midwife because it's just in my mind, it's like, is it worth it? The stress, the sleepless nights, or what could you have done better? All those kind of moments. Of course, of course. So, there's like that. And I get that the area that my hospital is in. It's an area of that poverty is on the rise. When poverty is on the rise, you get the more yeah. people tend yeah. to. Um, more, yeah. So I remember, so days like that for sure will always put you off. And that was that was a traumatic one. Um, so yeah, for sure. What keeps me going in those moments is generally, I can't see myself not being a midwife. You obviously you have to love it to have gone into it in the first place. Yeah. I love women. I love pregnant women. So I don't know, you just keep going. You generally just keep going. I don't know how I don't know what else like boosts me. God yeah. God boosts me because 
I remember when I was, like, because I'm a Christian, I remember when I was young and I would have dreams of, like, mm-hmm. births and helping women with births. So I was like, this is my calling. Like, I'm just going to stick here. Yeah. And God will help me. You know, like, <laughs> um, so you have, so for sure, like, that kind of keeps me going. And yeah. sometimes you meet women that, I remember there was this, oh, God. I remember trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Pregnancy and delivery has a lot of trigger warnings. Trigger warning. We just know what you're getting into. Um, <laughs> I remember this lady. She didn't want her baby. But she went through the whole pregnancy. She went through the whole pregnancy. Went through delivery. And I remember. Um she was doing skin to skin believe you me she just dropped the baby on the floor like (laughs) everyone heard the the bam everybody heard the bam remember the baby went into shock went pale neonates had to calm it was bad days like that yeah it's so crazy because i'm a midwife and i have to be very very professional but the human me The human in me, the the lover of babies in me, the lover of women in me, is we're having contradicting thoughts. Yeah. Because you have to go on the side of, you know, what's happening. Like, if you don't want the baby, that's not the way to go about, you know, not having a baby. There's social services. There's yeah. Fostering. There's all that good stuff. So days like that as well, it's just so, middle three is so traumatizing. So I feel like every midwife should have therapy. Yeah, that's that's the next thing I was going to say, because someone actually popped it in. I was trying to note that down before all the comments pushes it away. Someone actually did ask if there was any kind of, like, care for you guys. Like, no, Yeah, so I have like, a therapist. So, so is this something that you, you got on your own, or is this something no, that comes with a job? therapist because of one crazy situation. <laughs> and, um, yeah, funded by the hospital... Okay. It's for the midwives, actually. Oh, okay. So I go see her, and she helps me out. Hey, it's needed, my love. Like, I can't, yeah, yeah. That's one. That's one. You know, the funny thing is, maybe because I've always thought about this, even before I became a mom, and then going through, like, the whole process of pregnancy, delivering, and then I had to be induced mm. for because my baby decided to stay forty-two weeks. This guy was chilling. <laughs> So they finally, to, and this was like just towards like early like April last year. So like COVID was still kind of like a thing in the hospital. So I'm sure you know what was going on. So I had to be induced, and then they tried the pill like three, four days. This baby was not coming out. So, in, so I had to stay in one of those like the aftercare ward where you have other moms around you and stuff. So within that period, I got to see people that I met some people there already like gave birth left i met some that came and left because that's how long i was there Mm -hmm. and in that little time i saw a lot of very traumatic things i don't know if it was it was traumatic for me because i was pregnant and i was like what is that going to happen to me soon or the fact that you guys have to deal with this kind of situation every day and i was just there for like what three days and i was was doing my head in so that's why i definitely had to pop this question in and ask you because you've been doing this for like well how many years now so mm-hmm. i can't imagine how you handle this so definitely my love like if you need therapy i, I won't blame you <laughs> at this mm-hmm. point because it's a lot yes yeah, so on one side i thank god 
they provide care for the midwives stroke nurses because you people must witness a lot of of the unimaginable i'm serious my love like that's what i'm saying like it was crazy for me so imagine me being pregnant and seeing that he was just like wow this is going to happen to me and these people deal with this every day mm. so like kudos to you guys like it's 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 a like i said before you go into any profession you have to love what you do because if yeah. you're just in it just because oh it's something that i feel makes money or whatever then you'll probably not last <laughs> anyways There's so no yeah like you said yeah so yeah you guys are the real mvps really so but yeah a lot of people are just yeah saying they agree with everything you said so please with your chest you guys are doing a lovely lovely job Thank you. without you we get we will not be here with our kids so yeah we really appreciate what you guys are doing Thank so yeah we have seven questions already pending and some that i've been trying to if you notice i've been trying to write so that we don't miss the questions and then said god bless you elizabeth and may he give you the continued strength, patience, humanity to carry that this Amen. gift that's inside you. You are amazing. Keep doing the good work and you are needed. Oh, Thank you. Funny, if I, um, you. You said it all. You see, Thank I love you guys. You. I love you. <laughs> so yeah, but um, before we, not just to, there's still one question I have that you haven't come back to, but we'll keep that for the last, um, like to sign off because it's more like an advice that you give to um moms of course we love your comedy girl that's how i found her before i realized that she also <laughs> she has a big heart she's funny and she's a midwife and a nurse all in one what so because uh, we'll, we'll discuss we'll discuss you marry my brother i think that's <laughs> <a good idea. laughs> all right we're gonna get into these questions um in no particular order guys um just to make sure we i'm just gonna start from the bottom up so um someone said i think this is from like the which is good because it's going to cover from like the questions oh. I asked you. So someone said, how do you calculate the weeks? So I think this has to do with the app that we mentioned earlier. So someone, there are two questions on that. Someone said, how do you calculate? Oh, let me just highlight. Oh, I can highlight that. Yeah, perfect. Oh, oh I learned every day, guys. So someone said, how do you calculate the weeks? Um, oh. So I think it varies with the apps though. So yes. And you know what it is? For, what you need to do is take the last mm -mm, the first day of your last period there's one calculation right but don't do you know what you need to just know just know when your last period was that's it so when you go to your booking we'll calculate it for you because i used to calculate it but now that i'm in labor my skills in pre pushing mm -hmm has gone you're now more in the business <laughs> so, <laughs> so what would what you need to just know is just know when your last period was mm -hmm. so if you have the app that's brilliant it will just tell you so just know when your last period was come to the hospital we'll calculate it anyways it's not that um effective your scan your first scan is the most effective so we have yeah. um a, a cal we calculate your weeks by your last menstrual period However, we only do that until you get your first scan. Once you get your first scan, then we only follow your due date or your weeks by your scan. So we only do that for the first a little bit. And then as soon as you get your first scan, you will calculate your weeks by what they saw in the scan. Okay. So just know your period. But how they calculate it, I'm not very helped. Sorry. Guys, yeah, I think the app kind of does it because you're right. The dates, once you... If you, the, I think the important thing is know your dates. Know your really. dates, yeah. Because that's that's what counts. Most of the apps really. That's the first question they will ask you to be able to help you calculate stuff accurately. Then, oh wow, okay. So, 
we haven't answered this question, so I just need to make sure to go back to it. So the next question, still, I think, around this, so I'm just going to highlight it, says, I just discovered my wife is pregnant, and she says it's five weeks from her last period. Congratulations. Congratulations. You're in for a ride if it's the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to scare you. It's a beautiful thing. But... But yeah, so yeah, I think that's accurate. This, if it's five weeks, but then, like she said, go to the hospital one. <laughs> From the scan, they'll be able to give you a much more accurate uh, date. And then the next question is, how do you keep your mental health in check? How do you deal with death? Um, that's kind of like what we covered, but we didn't really hit the nail on the head with that part. But yeah, that's something I've actually thought about. So how do you, have you ever experienced that? Yeah, Apart yeah. from the one you told us that came in, like, have you ever had one that was, like, in the hospital and then... I tend to deal with death more so when I'm working as a nurse. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so not really as a midwife. Um, so what, what we tend to do, especially in my hospital, is that the midwives that... Um, what's it called? The midwives are more experienced, tend to look after women that have lost their baby. And we have, like, baby loss specialist midwives. Yeah. Um, so, for me, I don't really look after women that have lost their babies. It's still something I'm a bit scared of. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, it's, it's still... But it's something that, if I was put in a position, I would do. But it's not something that I regularly do. But as a nurse, I remember during COVID times, guys... I was washing dead bodies back to back. Because as a nurse, when a, when somebody dies, you try and like wash, we call it last office, right? Yeah. Them all up, dress them, make them look presentable. Like, you know, sometimes it's so traumatic for family members that you kind of don't want anything. To see them open. in that state. Yeah. yeah. You know, so dress them all up and make sure they look presentable in like the most. So that that for me was like, whoa back as in i would go for my lunch break and i'm meeting new patients because it was bad so midwifery i don't really experience death like that but nursing yes like cardiac arrests and people dying and i've, I've seen like traumatic birth um death death sorry traumatic deaths so um keeping my mental health in check i have <laughs> my religion god has saved me like i church for me is just because I'm a bit of a wild one anyway, so I need Christ in every way. Um, my family, my friends, I have mm -hmm. the most supportive friends in the whole world. Mm -hmm. Like, in the whole world. So, um, they keep my mental health in check. Um, shout out to my best friend, who's also a midwife. So, we have our little ranks yeah. and stuff. So, that really helps me. But I'm good. And social media now, like, me coming online, ranting, doing my comedy. Yeah. Like when that I take like, your mind off stuff, it yeah, takes my mind off things, yeah. So I, I love the banter side of those those things. So for me, that really helps me. But as of now, my mental health is top notch. I'm in a good place. I'm in a happy place. That's good. And yeah, that's good. Glad glad to know that there's there's a way to cope because it, yeah, yeah. it definitely would be a lot. That that was a very deep question. I, I, you know what? I did ask you that question. He's my friend. Don't worry. He's my friend. Don't worry. Well, no, no, I'm not even blaming him, but I'm saying it, it's in, in itself. Like, the question is like, like, when I did ask you that question at first, when I said, Oh, have you experienced? I didn't want to like say, Oh, has anyone, you know? Yeah. But I'm happy that you did what I wasn't brave enough to do. So thank you. But I'm happy that you're able to um, 
cope with that. So the next question is why do the hmm, NHS? Okay, we'll get there. Let's ask the question. Why do the NHS only scan twelve uh, twice, twelve weeks through twenty weeks? Is there any risk of the baby having additional scans? Oh, okay. Yeah, why though? So let me tell you the truth. You only want two scans. That means you're in a low risk pregnancy. Uh, we have um so the first scan is like check any abnormality, blah blah blah. Second scan, mm -hmm. baby boy, baby girl. Yeah. And fine, you know. Look at my mom. She said, Well done, my beautiful. I'm so proud of you. That's my mom, guys. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, mommy. So and, um, <laughs> so when they scan twice, those are the when they look at a whole pregnancy, those are the two times that they really need to check and see if there's yeah. any or forming. The only time they scan you and people have weekly scans is if your baby's unwell in some way or your body's not supplying the baby everything it needs. So people go for extra scans, which you can, if you have the money to, please do your thing. But if you're only having two scans, it generally means That's your pregnancy is a low-risk, safe pregnancy. Yeah. If they're worried about your baby's growth, if they're worried about how your placenta, the sufficiency of the placenta, your baby's heart, anything like that, you will have scans, regular scans. People have weekly scans. Having weekly scans is not a good thing. Yeah. It, not, it means there's something that we're worried about. But it's just like we're trying to keep an eye on it. There's no risk to having a digital scan. There's no risk that is noted that, that anything exposing the chemicals or radiography mm -hmm. that's being exposed to your baby by scans is good. But you don't want to be somebody that we have on the list as weekly scans. It means we're worried. Yeah. But again, if you are on weekly scans, it just means we're trying to keep an eye on something. So it goes both ways. Just to make sure, yeah. Just to make sure, yeah. Yeah, because I thinking about it now, I did just have the first few months, like the, those two, but then towards the end, because I moved, okay, I moved from London, out of London to MK, and then obviously because you're changing hospitals, we need to do like some more. Mm. So I had that, but then towards the end, I was I had to do like three more yeah because then i think one of the scans they said when i had to, i moved here they said oh that they noticed i had lots of fluid yeah in there and that's like a flag so they were like did i um was did i have that oh, what's, it, what's it called um, when you die you have that you're diabetic the um what's that test called yeah that one the test yeah that one so i they asked if i had done that because apparently it's if it can't, that comes out positive for you you tend to have lots of fluid but for mine i didn't it came out negative so they had to run a test again yeah so that made them have to ch keep checking yeah. from, like when I was 37 so I had to do like three more scans so that makes sense now that yeah is if they're trying to check stuff that yeah. they do have to do scans oh yeah that makes sense so my love if you're only doing two scans please be happy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um guys I don't know how long Instagram um like is these days I know sometimes it doesn't go off but we have been here for um, I think an hour if it does go off I would come back immediately post this and come back for to answer those questions but just I will just keep going if it doesn't go hopefully that will be the best for us but um just to go the next question can you discuss the prenatal scans and NIPTI test which I believe is new what were the NHS doing before NIPT test becoming what well i gave but i i don't know what that is what's that i don't know sweetheart could you could you um i know the prenatal scans yeah but this one you just mentioned is new to me that like you said is new so i don't know when they started but she doesn't know if, if maybe it's probably called something else if you could please um expand on that so that we can mm -hmm. have a better idea or if anyone on here has heard of that please 
pop it in the comments so we can answer that question right. Um, and then, yeah, my wife wants to start using pregnant care and folic acid. Is that is this necessary? Yeah, we kind of touched on that, but Elizabeth, you can just oh, wait. Sorry, sorry to come. Someone just said something on that. She said, "Is the neutral? What's that? N U C H A L. Have you heard of that? It's been in the UK for the past year. Really? You you'll be teaching me about it. To be honest, you know the thing is with the tests and it's because I work on label wood, so I'm used to. Oh yeah, you might not. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay, but that—that's normal, right? But I—I I didn't know that's what they call it because I—I yeah, I, yeah. That's that's the test they do like in the first few weeks, right? Mm. They oh, do. I I only know about the quadruple test, but even that it comes in like the the test literally comes in ratios, so it's literally one in one thousand, one in ten thousand. So they never yeah. After the results, the twelve weeks and if they aren't happy with the results, they make you do this test. Oh, you're teaching me. You're teaching me here. <laughs> yeah, thank you for like I've not yeah. I've not heard of this. Even like in the last show that I've had with moms that just gave birth, no one actually has said that because I've had some moms in the UK. Pixel but okay. So yeah, guys, if you have not heard of this, like we haven't, yeah, thanks for sharing yeah. Wiener Juna. Did I pronounce that right? My name is quite unique and exotic. <laughs> but yeah. After the result, the twelve week oh. scan, if they aren't happy, the results they make you do the test again. Really? 99% accurate, I believe. Okay. Oh, someone just even gave us a full on. So I'll just read that out. So um, NIPT is a blood test that is more accurate than the first pregnancy screening test. It's cool. offered to women who are carrying a baby identified from previous screening as having a higher chance of Down syndrome, I'm guessing. I haven't done booking and clinical clinic in a while. Like, okay. you know. So it's, if, if, if the, uh, which is, it sounds good though, because if they can do a blood test after, that's a really good way because before yeah. they try and take off some fluids mm -hmm. from like to see if the lady has the baby has Down syndrome, but that has yeah. miscarriage. So if this is a blood test, that's beautiful. Like that's a way up. That's nice. That's nice to hear. You've taught me that. When yeah, I think thanks for sharing, Abigail Crow, Winnie Juna, and Official Chels. Don't know if I pronounced that right. Or thanks yeah. guys. And yeah, thanks, thanks guys for your input on that. See, guys, that's how we say we're a community here. So even if I come here to share my experience and my lovely guests, you guys are just throwing in some gems for us. So thank you, thank you so so much for highlighting that. So guys, if you're not heard of that, you're aware that this is something that can be done to get more. If you, especially if you have any concerns, like you mm. said, if your first test comes back with any chances of that, so that's a really good one. Nice, I guess that's really good. So um. Yeah, I'll just highlight that question again. I was about to answer, and it was my wife wants to start using pregnant care and folic acid. Is this necessary, please? So we kind of spoke about it before about the pregnant care. Yeah, we kind of said that the NHS says you can, you should use, like you can use it um, if you can afford it. Then please, just it's extra vitamins for the baby. Um, folic acid. Let me just make it clear: whatever you actually need, need, we'll give you. Just yeah. whatever you need, whatever your wife needs for the pregnancy, we'll give you. Whatever you can do outside of that, if you want, please. That's how I would phrase it. Okay. Thanks, um, K underscore music. And I love very... 
that he's joined the live. Yeah, I was gonna say that's you what know, I was gonna say. And he's I, I really, really um, appreciate that because a proactive. usually it's lo mostly moms that are here. I've had a few dads, and I'm actually thinking of having an episode where I'm gonna bring dads. Like some people have been in my DMs, just like the dads matter too, and I'm like, yes, I know you guys matter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do, you do. Don't get me wrong. Without you, there will be no mommy. Uh, yeah, because it's a it's a teamwork, but mm. it's just that you know the the woman is like. You know, but I would have an episode where I'll bring at least two or three dads, especially new dads, because I think they're the ones that actually like panic the most because you don't, this is a new um, thing for them. But yeah. Um, so yeah, guys, if you're just joining, this is New Mom Diaries and we share real life experiences from pregnancies to deliveries after pregnancy, after delivery, sorry. And I bring on new moms, OG moms, people that are yet to be moms and professionals like we have beautiful Elizabeth here and if you've been here from the beginning I'm sure you guys have learned a lot so far and personally I have and yeah and I'm if you're just joining and you feel like oh you've missed a lot I always put this on my IG TV now reels I don't know Instagram is moving silly these days well yeah and um the whole of season one is also on my page but I know finding that can be hard you can click on the link on my bio. It will take you straight to my YouTube. I've put everything there, the whole of season one. So once I'm done with season two, I will do the same. But you can catch up on this episode on my page. I'll leave that on my feed for two days. So at least you can catch But you can still search for it if you want. But yeah, that's most of the questions. If you do have any questions, I don't want to hold it. I know we're going past the hour. But if you do have any questions, please feel free. Oh, wait. Someone just said... Oh, yeah, I think it's more of just an addition to what you said. She said... Um, if you can't afford pregnant care, there's one you can get from Healthy Start Vitamins. So if you're on low income. So um, Daddy, that was asking if you if, if that works for you guys, fine. And any other person who is in this current situation too. Um, and then also need folic acid only until 12 weeks. Pregnant care, expensive for no reason. I totally agree. Stick to vitamin D throughout pregnancy. Yeah, I kind of let that happen because... It's expensive, guys. <laughs> Times are hard because if I was complaining that that was expensive last year mm -hmm. or most of my pregnancy in 2020 into 2021, I can't imagine what's going on now. Things are like, it probably has increased and it's ridiculous because you probably just buy a pack and it just lasts you for like, what, some of just 15 inside and then you probably have to go to, through two packs and then there's one that is like 30, but that's almost 20 pounds, which is ridiculous in my opinion. So yeah, that's true. You can use that and then... Um, this is great, guys. Thanks for sharing your knowledge and creating this platform for us all. Oh, guys, I, this is this is what keeps me going. I was telling Elizabeth, she was like, what made me start this? And I was trying to explain to her, like, the days where I just, because when I started, it was last year and for my baby. And I was just like, okay, oh, after my baby. And it was easy because I was not so easy, but then I wasn't working. But this year, starting episode two, I went back to work and dealing with a child, working from home with a baby, it's not easy. And then having to do this, and try to work with other because I have to work with your time. People have things you're doing, you know, it's a lot. So this little comments and appreciation, even if it's just one person that says that to me and gets something from this, it makes me happy and keeps me going. And I love Elizabeth for taking out time to be here today. So guys, bombard her with all the love and everything because trust me, it's not easy. <laughs> and then soon by just drop the link. I think this will probably help. Um about yeah, for the vitamins. So daddy please jump on that if you need it and good luck in what's the few months to come i think there's one question i think i've missed out uh let me check 
Okay, so while we, um, if anyone has any questions, please just drop. But I want Elizabeth to quickly answer one of the question I asked earlier. But before I do that, someone is kind of linked to the question I asked. Someone said something, I can't remember who it was, but said, because you, you did say you have not really had any deaths in midwifery, but I'm sure you've probably had, apart from the one you shared, have you had like a very, very traumatic experience while being, you have been a midwife that like took you out? Because I think someone did ask that question and somewhere but I was like I was gonna come back to it later <laughs> you know, if you have not it's fine no, we, we don't want you to have such I things have, like I have I have traumatic experiences in midwifery I have I've had um I've not personally had any traumatic deaths like with women that I've looked after yeah um and I'm always very careful because women I don't want to traumatize them because pregnancy itself is scary. And I find that even when I was thinking about content and I was saying scary things I've seen as a nurse, yeah. I avoided seeing, saying scary things I've seen as a midwife because some women, they, they see something, they hold it in their chest and then it traumatizes them. So even though I have traumatic stories and traumatic births, and you don't want to put it out there. Yeah, because I just don't, there's going to be that one person that can't get it out of their head. Yeah, no, I think she, she we, I don't think I even want you to share it because she, she even said it was more of how were you able to deal with it? Because it's, I think that was when oh. we were talking about like um, the question that your friend asked about mm. if there's any um, deaths that you've dealt with. So then that prompted her to ask the question about that. Like, have you had any traumatic experience that kind of like threw you off and how were you yeah. able to handle that? I remember when um, this one, I was even a student midwife actually. And that's how I know I was traumatized because I've been qualified for a while now. But I was a student midwife and it was birth center. Birth center is always calmer. There's a pool, camera. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, whole lot. <laughs> <sighs> this is the day I learned about just following, sometimes forget the science behind things. Just follow your gut kind of thing. Yeah. For people that are spiritual, just follow what God has told you. Follow this. Mm -hmm. so I remember I was working with this midwife and this woman was like, she wants to be in the water. She wants to have her baby in the water. She wants to have her baby in the water. The midwife said she doesn't, that she shouldn't go in the water. Something's telling her. Yeah. And I saw her thinking, what do you mean something's telling you? We need to follow what the woman wants to do in it. So the woman was like, no, no, no. And I was thinking, ah, like, you can't tell her no kind of thing. In the end, the midwife yielded. And we put the woman in the, in the water. This is not to say water births are bad, guys. <laughs> they're beautiful i probably would have one myself now that i'm not so traumatized but <laughs> we were in the water she was you know pushing pushing when you have a water birth you know for example if a woman's having a baby on the bed i would hold like the what we call the perineum which is the space between her vagina and her bum and like i kind of squeeze it so that it doesn't tear like crazy Please remind me, there's a question of a tear that we missed out. That yeah, I we still have to, Yeah, we'll go back to that. Say somebody's having a baby and this is her vagina. I would squeeze. I don't know if you can see me. I would squeeze it here and I would let the baby come out slowly, slowly, slowly. Which is when I would tell the woman to stop pushing. Yeah. And I guide the baby's head out. Mm -hmm. Once the baby's head's out, I just pull the body out. Yeah? I can't do that when you're in the water. When you're having a water birth, I can't touch. Yeah. Because the idea is we keep the water at a specific temperature. 
because we kind of don't want baby to know baby's been born uh, as for them not to do this <gasps> and taking water they're taking water water goes to the lungs pneumonia infection baby sick sometimes you know it's really bad so that's why we tell women that sometimes there's more risk there might be a more risk of a tear because i can't guard your perineum i can't touch you yeah so when the baby was coming out i saw the head coming out head was coming out the vagina head was coming out the vagina then so the head's out now i can <laughs> the head's out now yeah waiting patiently because it's a hands-off technique i'm waiting mm -hmm. patiently. i'm waiting patiently i'm like push push but the head the head wasn't coming out so i said i have to be quick so i went down i grabbed the baby's head pulled mm -hmm. the baby's body out of her mm -hmm. once i've touched the baby i have to bring the baby all the way up oh yeah baby now swim and do the whole thing you see on youtube mm -hmm. when i brought this baby out of the water the baby was lifeless yeah baby was lifeless no heart no no as in you know some babies are shocked when they're born so sometimes you get a baby that is in shock and they will literally be like this mm -hmm. have to like rub them up but you get babies that, even as a major of you, see that baby and you'll be like, there is no heartbeat kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. So that was traumatic because, number one, the midwife was really upset because she knew someone was telling her, because it's harder to do all of this in the water. So it was a thing of giving this baby, this baby, this lifeless baby to mm -hmm. the mom to hold so I can cut the cord, separate the cord from the mm -hmm. person. And it's birth center. So birth centers, we don't have what we call a resuscitator, which is the little thing where we resuscitate. Yeah. We don't have all of that because the idea is, ooh, uh, whatever. Yeah. So it became a thing of putting a lifeless baby on the woman's chest. She's panicking because the baby does, the baby looks dead. Yeah. Yeah. Getting the cord, clamping it, cutting it, the midwife pulling the emergency buzzer, carrying this lifeless baby, running down the hall to get to a resuscitator to start resuscitating the baby <sighs> where was i even going with this story because i'm traumatized again. i wasn't even there and i'm already stressed um that for me was one of the most traumatic experiences for me and it was so traumatic Is the baby okay huh did the baby make baby it was okay baby had to be transferred to another hospital because baby was so ill that it wasn't something that my hospital could Handle, yeah. And the baby, because I was following up, because I was so traumatized. Baby has what this rare condition, very rare, by the way. Because I was thinking, is it my fault? What should I do? What you know that kind of stuff, where their heart only functions in utero, meaning the heart is perfectly fine inside mommy's belly. The heart can't function on its own outside. Oh and the problem God. with that condition is. No one ever knows until baby's out. Born, yeah. Because I was so... Because we have a model called a risk assessment every Tuesday in my hospital where we go through, like, traumatic experiences and we discuss it. Where did we go wrong? What could we do better? I love that for my hospital. Because yeah. you 
then yeah, everyone, it's good. That's good. Everyone goes through your notes. They're like, oh no, you messed up here. Oh, you should have written this here. All that kind of good stuff. But when I was following up with the hospital, like later on, because I was like, where is this baby? Baby's alive. Baby had to be cooled. I don't know if you guys know what cooling is. Mm-hmm. It's when we put baby in like a cold, cold, like box or whatever. Yeah. Let's their brain heal. Let everything cool. You know, and then they you restart them again, kind of vibe. But baby's fine. But I remember being so traumatized, and I would not even get involved in a water birth. Like, if a woman wanted a water birth, I would just like, I wouldn't be able to like support her. I'd have to leave. This was when I was a student midwife because I was so traumatized that how did I miss it? It was only later on because these things take a while for you to get a feedback on. Yeah. When I realized that it was the baby that had the heart condition, condition that was yeah. able to sort of, you know, get through it. Yeah. Exactly. And I was a student midwife then, so I wasn't that mature. Everything traumatized me everything so um that for me was one of the most traumatic experiences and i'm just so grateful that baby's fine baby's fine yeah but it was oh my god running you know like you're just running thinking like i can't imagine i don't know about your hospital and for some very weird 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 reason the hospital i gave birth the pregnancy delivery everything it's like at the far end like there's this aisle like it's like so far i think according to one of the midwives said they did it on purpose so that any mom that's actually coming, by the time she walks that long route, she'll go to labor. Nah, so when you were saying that they had to run, all I was just picturing was them, you having to have carry that baby on yeah. that long, mm. like, it's, it was traumatizing for me, so I can't even imagine what you went through, but mm. it, I'm really glad that baby's okay, and you were, and in the long run, you were able to find out that that wasn't your fault, because having that weighing you down wasn't, wouldn't have been the best, mm. yeah, can you imagine? Oh my God. Like I said, you're doing a great job. Thank you. <laughs> so, guys, um, we're running out of time. Two questions just came in. And we're just going to re- quickly run through that. I think that's all the questions we can take for now because we got to go, guys. But um, there's one question that someone put in first. I'm going to give that first, Deeps, because I'm so sorry for missing your question. And it's a very important one. Is how common is third-degree tear and no epistomy wasn't done? I'm about to take... I'm about to make a complaint. Oh, so this happened to her. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, I saw that question, but I want to just clarify. You want to make a complaint because you had a third degree tear and they didn't give you an episiotomy? Or they gave you an episiotomy and you still had a third degree tear? So for people that don't know, an episiotomy sounds horrible. Let me highlight it. Yeah. Um, but say this is someone's vagina. Sometimes we just have to like take a little bit here and just cut to make more space to make yeah yeah. um and a third degree tear is when you know normally it's just like maybe the skin and then like the muscle like a like the fat layer but when it gets deeper and deeper it's um it becomes more and more of a tear so first degree second degree third degree fourth degree fourth degree means you tore all the way to your bum <laughs> that one i've never seen i don't want to ever see Mm-mm. that baby but must be that baby's head must be large. sometimes let me let me even tell women while oh they're my God. when your baby's coming out of your vagina there will be a time the midwife says stop please stop it will feel like a ring of fire it will feel like you can't do it but I've said it on my page before that just pretend that you're blowing 10 candles or 12 candles and just do this like just pant 
because what happens sometimes I've had it before a woman just pushes and their hair just comes out your vagina will rip whereas if you do it slowly it's, it hurts more but it gives me time to like massage the bottom of your vagina so it yeah. doesn't air as much sometimes most women still tear for, especially for their first babies so don't say oh because um, it's your fault you tore most women tear but if you vomit your baby out like spit your baby out you're gonna you tear you're gonna tear and yeah so yes please i think for, for her she's mm -hmm. i think she it wasn't done because oh, the question, no episiotomy was done yeah because it wasn't done i'm guessing so she says she's about to make a complaint so, so it's 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 ah i don't know because if i was answer that question it would mean that i've looked at research yeah but i know for example when it's very a midwife should be able to see that it's very very tight and all we do with an episiotomy is divert it from splitting into your anus yeah but when that, it sounds mad but when i do cut the vagina i'm cutting it so that there's more the pressure from that bottom bit is, is alleviated so i just yeah. cut to the side and when i cut I can see my cut, it's a straight line, and then I just suture it back myself. Yeah. And it's, it's to kind of avoid that third degree, because nobody wants a third degree. Yeah. With, with tears like third and fourth, when you're older, if you don't train your vagina, like for example, I don't know if you guys do like, you know, those pelvic exercises. I'm yeah, guys, it's very important. Squeezing your vagina, let it go. Squeezing your vagina, let it go. Squeeze it. If you don't do all that kind of good stuff and you had a third degree tear or a fourth degree tear, then you're likely to become incontinent when you're much older. And incontinent means you wee on yourself and you don't know. Like you yeah. can't put that down. Mm -hmm. Guys, yeah, that, 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 what she said is very important. That, that I, when I was pregnant, someone was like, oh, do it. I was like, oh. I was just doing it just because I was hearing it a lot. Mm. But yeah, it does, it's a very important exercise. It's something you can just do randomly when you're I'm doing down. it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I was just I'm about to say that. As soon as you said it, I said I'm letting it go. I'm squeezing it. I'm letting it go. It's beautiful. Yeah. Lisa said, I'm even scared to, please don't be scared to be pregnant, my love. See, I'm, we're not, this show is not to make you scared. It's just to pull mm. out the good, the bad, and the ugly of the whole process. Okay. It's a beautiful thing. But that is why this information, I felt like some of this information, they're there. But it's only like in a bad way. So we're just trying to let you know, these things can happen doesn't mean it, it would happen to you, okay? So but, someone said... Sorry to cut you off. To so the person that said they're scared, because I always like trying to make this clear, because I do these like um, mama's pregnancy class. Yeah. The scariest thing is a clueless mom. I say this to all my moms. The scariest thing in pregnancy is a woman that doesn't know anything. So as much as what I'm saying to you is scary... It's scarier when you don't know what's happening. Then you just become a yes, a yes man or a no man. And that's even scarier than anything that will happen. Yep. It's better for you yep. to know what an episiotomy is, even though it sounds messed up. So that in the time, you know what's happening. Not people yeah. just going around the vaginas doing everything and you don't even know what's happening. Exactly. So just, yeah, yeah sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, 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 that's fine, my love. Yeah, that's why you're here. You, you, you're, the, you're the boss here right now. I'm only adding, I'm supporting you. I'm working with you right now. Yeah, my love. So I think that's that's just the best thing. It's, that's what I'm saying. Information, so at least if you're in that situation, I hope not. But when they say, oh, we're doing this, you're not just like, huh? You're like, oh, I've had, you know. And just like the other information we just had about now, if I get pregnant again and I go to the hospital, I won't be thrown off when I'm really mentioned. I and IPT, if I remember that. Mm. So someone said, I taught on the first child. It wasn't bad. I opted to heal back naturally. Second baby told me again. And I, sorry, guys, keeps moving. Okay. And I got stitches. They were so, 
lively. They handled me with care both times. See, mm. love, that's, that's really good. Nice I'm feeling this all over again. Oh, Vanny, you'll be good. Mm. Do you numb them when you cut? I always numb. Yeah. Quick, so, quick. yeah. Okay. Only right, have a cut at the peak of your contraction. So when the contraction is bad and you're focusing on, oh my god. So you won't know, yeah. Because if you're focusing on, oh, I'm about to tear, and you're calm. You, yeah, yeah. That's when I cut personally. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, kegels, guys. That's what it's called. Yeah, that's 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 the best thing. Oh, exactly. That's why they said you have to go to and antenatal classes yeah guys yeah they're very important so yes you sort of uh, someone says so for the first timers is it guaranteed that i would tear mm -mm. would i have a choice if i wanted a c-section stroke vaginal birth i am leaning a much oh i'm i'm learning from south africa <laughs> um, uh, love to you darling but do you have anything to say about that um, not all not all first time moms tear i've had first time moms that don't tear happens um and i always just like if it's the first baby and a woman is opting for a cesarean then we have a meeting as to why what is it that's want it because if it's pain we can sort out the pain because a cesarean like i keep telling people a cesarean is like a massive massive surgery if you don't want if you don't have to have it why on earth would you ever opt for it for it i know so vaginals yeah. as much as we can and if it's very very important or baby's baby's very unwell then cesarean because then the yeah. risk is higher for that that you know you have to balance it yeah opt for a cesarean when there's no yeah because when i hear people actually opt, opt in for that i'm just like mm. but then some people just don't want anything happening down there they want to stay right that's the <laughs> stupidest thing i've ever heard i know because cs is not easy and that's let me tell you from experience i did not want one but i had to have one yeah. like, at the last minute and the recovery is not <laughs> oh lord that's that's a topic for another day let's not even get into it because we'll be here but my love if you have it the natural way um my your vagina yeah please but if they advise you to do it because of health situations mm, please go for it because it's not the easiest thing to um have and healing is like another and having cs having to heal and you still have to take care of a newborn my love so yeah but um so i'm just gonna run through the last two questions and then you give us and the moms and new moms and moms to be that are already panicking and advice from your experience so um it's our new dad that is asking a question <laughs> he said oh first of all he said thank you so much you're doing a great job thank, thank you. you yeah and then what's your advice for men on how to support women during pregnancy that's a good one <laughs> that's a good one if there was a question i wanted to hear on this live it was that question <laughs> hey men i'm just so first of all like i honestly it's so beautiful to hear a man generally going out of his way to, to come here i really appreciate you and oh learn about you know how to support women in labor now i think the best thing is to know what your wife wants um how she wants to be supported some women they want to be loved kissed held some women prefer you to be on the other side of the room so it's then ones about knowing what your wife wants and knowing that at that moment in time she mm -hmm. will not be the most loving 
individual that you know you married or you're with or you had a baby with you know so it's about knowing who your wife is but I think one of the things that I always like when my mum do is things like fanning her take an electric fan to labor ward because she'll be sweating because of the stress so having the fan next to her you know bringing feeding her you know in between contractions they still need to eat so if you have anything just feed her between that for example when she's pushing have a cup in your hand so that every time she pushes and her mouth is dry, you give her water. Little things like applying Vaseline on their lips because their lips get super dry. Oh, it's yeah. little things. It's the little things that I love seeing these these men do because there's a feeling of helplessness in the labor room because a woman is, you're seeing, you know, your love in so much pain. You can't take the pain away for her. So it's just about being there. So it's about the, the kisses on the forehead, the fanning, the Vaseline, the little snacks in between, the water, you know, all that kind of good stuff. The jokes that might make her laugh in between contractions. Yeah. Even at that time, even if she doesn't want to laugh, just say it. Because <laughs> at that time, she's probably questioning there. why she got married to you. <laughs> Do you know, like, it just... So for me, those are the little things I would say about how to try and... Yeah, help. Help there. Because I've, I've experienced the stupidest men. Men that I look at and say, if my husband would even dare. <laughs> men that... Men, um, then let me, let's move on to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, like, the thing is, you, you it's, it's, I don't even know the word. It's, it's ridiculous. Because at that point, that's what, like, when you were saying that, I was like, even when the men are supportive, mm. because of the amount of pain you're in at that time, you're, mm -hmm. I, you're just so pissed. I have a friend, literally, and when she came out, her husband was just saying that she was, all she was doing was just cursing at him the whole time. Like he was there, not like he was just standing, mm -hmm. but just because of the pain, she was like, ah, oh, this is what you've done to me. What did you, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So but even if you're even being supportive, you know, it's still a lot. But you know, I do disagree with like, I don't actually tolerate, I say tolerate it like it's, I'm a teacher, but I I don't like when I when my women become so like rude, angry. Like I had the lady yeah. and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Because if it's pain that's making you this like you know delusional, we can help with the pain. Like, mm -hmm. Big on, let me help you with the pain. Let me help you with the pain. If that's what, yeah. We're... But I'm also big on bringing a baby into a peaceful and a beautiful environment. environment. I said to the lady that is, do you want your baby's first words to be fuck? Like how? Like you have to like. I was saying to her that I get it, but what is it I can do to help you with the pain, or what can I do to support you? Because yeah. I'm very very big on. Bring your baby into a beautiful setting. Yes, you're in pain and yes, you're going to scream. But this is somebody that you love, your husband or your partner that you're with, that you're having a baby with. So there's no need for the slapping. There's no need for your useless, your this. You bring, like, I'm just like, say positive things in this time. We don't have to have, it doesn't have to be like the movies when they're throwing and grabbing. We don't need all of that. It, it, there's no need. So while I'm big on husbands, you know, having a, some sort of leeway because she's going to be stressed, I'm also big on women not being so disrespectful and being so angry in a moment that should be a moment of joy. So I have a balance. Yeah, it's actually, it's thinking about it now, it's actually very unnecessary because yeah. you doing all that is not going to change what's going yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind the odd, like, I've seen, even me, I try not to laugh, when the guy's just talking nonsense, she's just, and this woman was like, shut up. But when she said it, yeah, I was gone. But I don't, it's better not to do all of that. <laughs> but little ones, it's okay because she's stressed, but not effing and jeffing and Cussing his whole fa family. That's madness. Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. But yeah, there you have it. Um, 
new dad K. I, I think love that's you. what I'm gonna call you. But um, yeah, I really, really appreciate you being on this live first of all. And the you've actually, I think most of we had like maybe a, a whole lot of questions. You probably asked at least five out of like the whole questions we've had. So I really appreciate you being here and even being very active. It's it takes a lot, you know. So thank you so much. And I hope um, Elizabeth has been able to answer all your questions and also Sudin Birth and I think um, Abigail Crown, you both have been very um, good in answering some questions that we were clueless about. Oh, dad also needs support. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Especially first time dads that don't even know what's going on. So yeah, bless your heart. So yeah, um, guys, we can go on and on and we'll be here for hours. That's the thing I love about this show. But come on, we need to get back to reality. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Elizabeth, let's get back to that question. And that's the last we're going to take about when I said, um, based on your experience, like the good and the bad, what advice, you've kind of given some advice already, but what would, we just, what would be the final thing you would give to people that, especially people that, watching this are yet to be moms and people that have probably gone through some traumatic experience i'm just like ah do i want to do this again and just an advice like you would give a friend or a family member what would you say um i think advice would be um pregnancy is not a sickness um i think i'm very big on that pregnancy is not a sickness it's, it's an experience everyone's experience is different of course whilst you should be knowledgeable and take in what you and go out and search and do your research have the mentality of filtering what would be beneficial for you and what would be beneficial for you i could do 50 lives and maybe 20 of those will not be beneficial for you so have the mentality of pregnancy is not sickness i'm going to go out and search for for information but i'm also going to filter what will be beneficial for me and i'm going to take out what's not going to be beneficial for me and I'm going to take pregnancy as it comes. And each baby is different. Each pregnancy is different. If you're religious, be prayerful, you know, all that kind of good stuff. So that would be my advice. Take your information, but filter it. Filter it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, yeah, there you have it. Just, usually, she, she even ended the show for me. The only thing I have to say now is thank you. Because oh, there's something I always say in every life that I have. is Especially for those people that, like, um Lisa said she was she's scared or traumatized from having a child I always just say every pregnancy is not the same every pregnancy is different one person's story does not mean it to happen to you even the good ones doesn't mean yours will be like that not paying for anything bad but mm. like she said take any information but filter it literally mm. so you've literally just said it all thank you so so much thank you for having here I <laughs> oh my god you've made my year like <laughs> and usually I do 10 episodes but i've just been thinking i'll probably add one more because just to like a, a christmas special where i being like usually i just have one on one so i'm just focusing i'm thinking of doing one more where i'll just bring like um um someone that doesn't have a child yet a new mom just like to have banter really mm. but i don't know by this point the way this one is ending i think this is it i can decide to end this for the year guys what do you think like thank you thank you so so much this has been very educative impactful i'm sure everyone that has been on this live and that would watch this live will definitely take something from this because it's, it's it's been it's been great and i'm sure everyone on here can testify to that everyone is saying thank you thank you all the love thank you guys thank you guys for tuning in and participating because we can't do this without you because we'll just be me and her talking to ourselves so thank you for being here 
Thank you to Daddy K. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you, guys. I, I always say this is New Mom Diaries. Thank you for joining. If you want to catch up on previous episodes, watch other moms and your stories, catch, feel free to catch up on my IGTV stroke reels, <laughs> whatever it's called. And I will be uploading this if you missed out and you can catch up on life at your own time. All right. So thank you again, Elizabeth. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful evening, day, whatever part of the country or world that you are in. And have a blessed week ahead. All right. All right, guys. Bye. Bye, Bye guys.